I'm getting the nose with the um, water. Yeah, what are you getting off of it? Tiny bit of strawberries. Okay. And the strawberries aren't the bitter kind. It's their well-ripened strawberries. <laughs> you know, there's a difference. When you get like a really unripe strawberry, yeah, it's a little bitter. That reminds me. Um, hey, guys, while you're at it, check out Cole's new podcast about strawberries. Welcome once again to Chill Filter, the podcast where we drink whiskey so you don't have to, but you probably should, and I can guarantee you probably are, and that's why we like you. Um, just a little bit of business before we get started here. We just want to say, hey, thanks for listening. We love that you're listening. Uh, if you could, it would mean a lot to us if you can, you know, subscribe to the podcast so you get weekly downloads. Um, and also, you know, maybe recommend us to your friend. Um, yeah, that would be really helpful. And it's really nice. You know, maybe even leave a review. Let us know uh, what you think of the podcast. Let, let us know what we can improve on, what you really like, what you really hate, whatever works for you. You can be the cool guy who listens and leaves an awesome review, or you can be like the cool guy who still is like very, meh, they could do better, and that guy who introduced them last week was stupid. Bleh. You could be that guy too. You know, <laughs> we would love it. So whatever you do, that's fine by us. But, you know, let us know you're listening. We would appreciate that. Um, that's kind of it for the business. Cole, how you doing, man? I'm doing really well, actually. But before I actually um, get into anything, I did want to give a few shout outs that yes. are very due to these people. Oh, man. Um, yes. Not only, uh, not just one shout out and not just one person, but two new Patreon supporters this week. How about a uh, what? huge shout out. I know, right? Uh, to our Tasmanian friend, Joel Bradbury. Uh, I wonder if they call Tasmania down under, under the down under. You ever thought of that? <laughs> anyway. Under the down I under. have. You know, it's like south of, of it's part of uh, Australia, but it's like south of Australia. So okay. it's like the down under, down under, you know? Anyway, Joel, let me know if that's a thing. Uh, and then a huge, <laughs> another shout out to our great friend, Bryce Morita from Eastern yeah, Pennsylvania, Bryce. the land of my people. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it's funny, uh, Robbie, I... Um, I was texting Bryce and giving him a thank you, and I'm like, just just so you have it, here's Robbie's number, so you can include us in a group text. Ooh, and he's like, what? Yes. Yeah. So he was he was he felt the honor of that. I think I would offer that to Joel Bradbury, but he's he's out of country, so it might be a little harder. But he hits us up on Instagram too. Yeah, so. he does. Anyway, uh, both guys uh, have not only supported us in the podcast for a long time, but they're. You know, helping us pay for expenses and help us get one step closer to having a bottle budget in our uh, Patreon amount. Uh, Because as of right now, outside of the samples we get sent here and there, we're paying out of our own pockets for whiskey, which is totally okay. Uh, It's just a goal of ours to reach to be able to have a bottle budget for the podcast. So uh, speaking of Patreon supporters, this week, 11 samples went out. Uh, to be enjoyed by some of our Patreon supporters. Uh, completely out of nowhere, we like to surprise our, you know, like su- I, I gave him warning, but like by courier, I was like, hey, courier, go to these people. Go for Give it. them samples of great whiskey. Spread things the like, juice. Things like E.H. Taylor. Yeah, yeah. E.H. <laughs> Taylor uh, um, uh, Cured Oak was on that list. E.H. Uh, oh, Taylor yeah, Barrel Proof was on that list. Good. So some some killer, yeah, some big, big, big dogs. Uh, so feel free, listeners, uh, the Patreon listeners, to enjoy now or when we drink uh, in a future podcast because uh, some of the pours were we haven't sipped yet. So if they want to drink with us, please do. If you want to drink it when you get it, drink it when you get it. So how am I doing? Yeah. I'm, I'm good. Uh, <laughs> I'm on a diet this week. Uh-oh. Um, yeah, and it's been good. I This is the second time I've dieted in my whole life. And... Um, I, you know, I am not a big guy. I'm tall, but I'm not big. Um, but I have this growing belly right now mm-hmm. that I want to kind of keep under control. Yep. And so um, that is why I am on this diet because I also weigh more than I've ever weighed right now or as last week. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to stick to a diet and, uh, you know, stick to it and just, uh, and it's not that bad yet. Um so that's been good. And then 
Work's been good. I had a big presentation today. Went swell. Um, and then I'm, I, yeah, I'm excited because tomorrow at work, I organized like a party or a park lunch, what I call it. It's basically like, hey, if you want to hang out with some coworkers, um, but not go to like a restaurant, we're going to just grab food on the way to a park. And if anyone wants to go, they can go. If anyone doesn't want to go, they, they don't have to go. If you want to social distance while you're there, you can social distance while you're there. But I'm looking forward to that. It should be fun just to uh, see some of my coworkers I literally haven't seen in eight months. So that should be fun. And then, uh, yeah, that's kind of on my horizon. Nice. How are you doing? You know, when you say literally haven't seen, um, Amara's at the stage where she's like, literally, literally, like everything's Ooh. like, I literally just came downstairs. I'm like, cool. You came downstairs. She's a teenager. Oh gosh. So yeah. like whenever anyone says literally now, like, and there's one thing cause I hear it at work and it's like, I can disassociate that. But then like you hear work and then uh-huh. you come home and my daughter's like, I literally just said that dad. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> so oh, boy. I was about ready to smack you. I heard smack the tone you in, that, like, in that quote. You haven't seen them. You don't have to say literally Cole. Um, man. Yeah. How am I doing? Apparently not so good. Um, <laughs> There's stress on the on the uh, on the Robbie right no, now. No, life is things are good, man. It's uh, it was it's been an interesting week. Like uh, our teachers in our district kind of went on a strike for a couple of days this week to like kind of. Oh wow! Yeah, so it was in, like so I got. Um, and so my thing is like I can't be out sick this year because I have no idea how I'm going to write sub plans or have a sub come in and do what I do. Yeah. So I was like. Uh, we were out and so i was like I'm, I'm taking the day off too like because i'm not gonna take a day off this year i don't see how i'm going to so i've uh, been indifferent had a little bit more time home the weather's turned like it got cold today I had to put a coat on uh it's been fun though one great thing about amara this week that made me very happy is she's all of a sudden wanting to learn to skateboard so i was like yeah so we've been nice. skating a little bit at night like i have not ollied in Oh gosh, Many moons. 12, 13, years. And like I was, so we were out front and I, I almost landed a heel flip, which I was pretty excited about. Did some ollies with Amara. Like, what about she, a kick flip though? Well, okay. Some heel flips and kick flips are the same thing essentially, except for one, they go opposite ways and they're exactly. equal in my mind, but I can, I'm much better at, really? better, better at heel flips and kick flips. So like I can never really you. land kick flips that great, but heel flips were my jam. So anyway, hadn't tried one in like 13 years doing it almost did got one did some ollies and i'm nice. always like dad you know how to skate and i'm like yeah it's just gotta be my thing you're like into cool stuff now amara and <laughs> <laughs> you're like i'm a cool dad but don't worry about it <laughs> no no i am not a cool dad like that ship has sailed that like yeah i yeah i'm fine with that i don't care i don't know you you got your own uh whiskey podcast I do, so yeah. that's pretty cool i'm, I'm fine with that yeah. so um yeah oh gosh there was something else i was going to mention i cannot remember Anyway, uh, Amara, uh, skateboarding, yeah. kickflips, heel flips. I don't remember. No, it's, it's escaped me. Yeah. But anyway, no, it's been a bit. It'll hit us later in the it episode. Will. I'll, I'll like, <laughs> you'll be like, and this is the history of Mr. Eagle Rare, <laughs> the rarest of all. And you'll be like, wait a second. <laughs> Shut up, Cole. I remembered. Yeah. No, <laughs> <laughs> no man. Yeah. But it's been good. No, it's been a good week. So, yeah. And like super excited to see all the Patreon things going on and. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. Life's good, man. I'm super... Oh, that's we haven't good. even mentioned what we're drinking. I guess we did on Instagram, but we haven't... I guess we have Oh, that's, the, that, yeah. that's what I was going to mention. It was funny because, like, when you called me, uh, you were like, oh, man, are you excited? I'm like, no, kind of not. Like, I have this, like... Like, when things are coming to an end, I get sad. I'm like, the antique collection is coming to uh-huh. an end. So, like, as, as excited this as I year. am for the Eagle Rare 17 tonight, like, super excited. I'm like, almost like, yeah, but... <sighs> it's over. Yeah. But we'll get to we'll get to be surprised. I mean, in a way, like in our past episodes, we have been surprised by maybe not as good as we hoped. Um but, you know, in the future it's more so the opposite where we're like, this surprised me in a really good way. Um it, it's kinda like your expectations are really high now, but when they're lower you get really, you know, good surprises. Oh yeah. No, no there's gonna be a lot of good whiskeys. A lot of like that's the other thing yeah. too. And I will say I am excited because, like, last week we were kind of talking about what we're going to do for the next show. And I'm like, oh, yeah, we got to kind of go back to, like, what are we going to have? It's been kind of straightforward. Which, So, anyway, I just get kind of, like, sad to yeah. see this part of the, sh- part of the, the antique collection go. But 
Dude. Yeah. Give it uh, about 45 weeks and hopefully we'll have another batch. Yeah. Anyway. That'd be killer. Yes, that's about all I got, man. Are we are we ready to get into history um, here or have we got anything else? Well, one more thing. Oh, okay. Well, I guess it's not that important for the podcast, but like <laughs> I'm I am uh craving some dead balds action. Ooh. And for those listeners who probably most of you don't know is my last name is Seabald and uh, Robbie's last name is Deadlow. And so we, we usually do a, a hangout with both families called the Deadbalds. And I'm like, man, we need to start planning for 2021 Deadbalds. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, that's that's all I had that to say. That would be good. Um, so let's get into um, the history. And before we do that, let's uh, send it to break. And then we'll talk about Rare 17. Here we go. <laughs> And we're back. So yeah, like we mentioned before, we are drinking Eagle Rare 17, specifically the 2020 Buffalo Trace Antique Collection release uh, just this year. Uh, I I think by this point when we're releasing this episode, uh, the Antique Collection has hit some states' shelves. I believe even Arizona, sadly, which means I didn't get any uh, from Arizona at least. Um, But... If you want some, maybe find out what it's like by listening to the history slash uh, tasting. So anyway, uh, this is not our first Eagle Rare product on the podcast. In fact, this is not even our first Eagle Rare 17 on the podcast. But it's been a while since we, we've we had either the 10-year or the 17-year. Uh, apparently, I mean, I looked back and it was over 100 episodes ago. Episode 9, we drank Eagle Rare Kentucky Straight Bourbon, the 10-year. And then uh, episode 21 was the 2015 release of Eagle Rare 17, which was a bottle that I had for a while. Uh, and for those who haven't or have been listening for a while, that was the episode where Adam committed sacrilege by adding Eagle Rare 17 oh. to flat Coca-Cola. Yeah, um, <laughs> um, now, Eagle Rare 17 is basically my favorite bottle of all time, but it's it's maybe not the best bottle I've ever had, uh, but this bottle means a lot to me. If you really want to find out why, uh, take a listen back to episode 21, and you'll find out why it means so much to me. Uh, so the first part of the history is, when did Eagle Rare become a brand? 17 years ago. So, mo- uh, whoa, that'd be crazy if it was. <laughs> I guess it wouldn't make sense. Um, no. Well, you're pretty close when it comes to the Eagle Rare 17, but yeah. No. Uh, most of us know that Eagle Rare 17 is a brand owned by Buffalo Trace slash Sazerac, uh, which owns Buffalo Trace. Uh, but that, it hasn't always been that way. In fact, get this, Robbie. A Beam created Eagle Rare. What? Not Jim Beam. But specifically, a you know, not all the Beams work for Jim Beam Distillery. There's beam like, they're just heaven. like this. this heaven. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sunbeams from heaven. Um, what was it? Uh, Charlie slash, you know, Charles slash Charlie uh, Beam, L Beam, uh, in 18, or no, not 18, 1975, uh, he created Eagle Rare while he worked at Seagram's and basically worked at the distillery that is now Four Roses. Uh, and it was to compete, basically, the bottle was to compete with Wild Turkey. Hence, it was originally a 101 proof. Mm. But at the time, Wild Turkey 101 was an eight-year age statement bourbon, uh, and Eagle Rare was always a 10-year, except for, of course, you know, we're drinking today the 17-year release. But, like, if it were not the 17-year, it was pretty much always a 10-year. And get this, this is off the notes, but there was a Japanese release that was Eagle Rare 15, and it was a 107 proof. Which is cool to me. Like a 107, 15 year old Nashville number one, crazy. <laughs> anyway, uh, and I'm, you know, I, I had to kind of look into the Mashbills and when it changed because I'm sure that Four Roses slash like Charles Beam had a different Mashbill than Mashville number one originally for Eagle Rare. And I wasn't able to find out too much about that, uh, about the exact Mashbill, but nowadays it's on the Mashville number one. 
it used to come in kind of a stumpy bottle, similar to like Stag Junior or okay. like David Nicholson Reserves, something like that. But uh, more more like almost Chivas shaped bottle. Um, but in eight or nineteen eighty nine, uh, the brand was bought by uh, Sazerac from Seagram's. Uh, which is sort of the beginning of Sazerac's uh, bourbon portfolio. And the crazy thing is, is now it's it's enormous, their bourbon portfolio. I would probably guess over like 50 bourbon expressions, probably at least. Um, and pretty soon after they bought it, they, they brought down the expression to a 90 proof from 101. And they made it a single barrel product. And for those who don't know, and I assume most of us know by now, but for those who don't know, a single barrel product is when the bottle is made up of only one barrel's contents. Not the complete barrel, of course, because that would be a huge bottle. Um, but no <laughs> bottle has two separate barrels in it. That would be the complete so barrel and also the best bottle. Oh, that would be, that would be like, well, actually, uh, yeah, that would be really cool. Yeah, anyway, I'll have to think of how that would work best. It would either be a really large glass bottle or like a tank or something like that. Anyway, but eventually they took away the single barrel status, which I didn't actually know. Um, I I thought that Eagle Rare was still a single barrel product. Um, so that was a shock for me. Um, and I feel kind of embarrassed about that, but I'll <laughs> admit it. Uh, but it's still 10 year age to this day. Um, but we don't know if that'll continue. They basically brought the 10-year age statement to the back of the bottle instead of the front of the bottle, which people imagine is because they're phasing out the age statement. Um, but in the year 2000, everything changed. The year 2000. And that was when, yeah, that was when Eagle Rare 17 was hatched. See what I did there? In the year 2000. Um, what's that from? It's Conan O'Brien. Oh, I love Conan sometimes. Yeah, like old Conan O'Brien. He is like, he still looks young. And he's been doing this since the 90s. Yeah. Because they would do the year 2000 yeah. in the 90s. And it was like, that's the future. And they kept, yeah. kept doing it. He must have been like 20 and looks the same as he does now. He looks the same to me. I don't know. Yeah. Timeless. But anyway. Timeless Conan. He'll like never die. So anyway. <laughs> of the three original bottles of the Buffalo Trace Antique Collection, Eagle Rare 17 was actually the youngest. And uh, there was Eagle Rare 17, Sazerac 18, and Weller 19. <laughs> what? We pulled it off, Robbie. <laughs> we did it. It only took us four weeks. Anyway. Five weeks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It only took like five mentions of Weller 19. <laughs> what um, did you say? <laughs> <laughs> and it has been a part of the collection now for over 20 years since um yeah this makes the 21st year uh so i did a lot of research to try to find out what the original mash bill of eagle rare 17 was in 2000 because technically they bought the brand uh, sazerac brought the brand in 1989 and if you do the math that's only 11 years so i don't know if they i i really don't think Based on what I was looking at, um, I don't. I can assume it was still Mashville number one. They just had a large stock of Mashville number one that they made Eagle Rare Seventeen. Um, but I, you know, which is the low rye bourbon recipe that shares that the the Mashville shares with like Buffalo Trace, Stag, and even like single barrel and small batch Colonel E. H. Taylor. Uh, but it must have. It must have been like old stock, yeah, like I said, of Nashville number one that had been just chilling since the early 80s, which is crazy to think. The first Eagle Rare 17 was, began aging in 1980s, which is crazy, uh, early 1980s. Uh, but I couldn't confirm any of the Nashville details uh, from my research. I looked a lot, but I couldn't find anything. Uh, anyway, it had to be, uh, it has always been 90 proof until 2018 and beyond in honor of the original bottle it was ramped back up to 101 proof god bless america um <laughs> distilled oh yeah what we're drinking today the 2020 uh, eagle rare 17 distilled in the spring of 2002 right about when i was finishing up seventh grade what were you up to robbie <laughs> 2002 spring of 20 or 2002 uh i was a junior 
I was on my first junior year in college. Yeah, I was in my first junior year of yeah. college. A lot of people go to college for seven years. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, they call them doctors. Yeah. <laughs> Such a good movie. Um, it's technically this year, this release is not just a 17 year. It's actually an 18 year and three months. Um, and But they're allowed to call it, of course, a 17 year. They just can't call it basically a, a 19 year. They couldn't raise the number if they wanted to. They, they can only lower it. Uh, evaporation loss wasn't crazy actually uh, for 17 years. We were seeing like Stag lost like, or what was it? Weller lost like 75%, <clears throat> and they were only a 12 year. This um, Eagle Rare is a, of course, this 18 year, and it only lost um, 59% of the original liquid. So there was like 41% still left after 18 years. Uh, it is cut to 101 proof. 50.5% uh, alcohol. Um, mash bill is Kentucky corn. Then, um, what was it? A Minnesota rye. Less than 10% is assumed. And then um, uh, North Dakota malted barley. Now, I haven't had Eagle Rare 17 in years. It is so stupid hard to find. And I miss the early days where, you know, if you really tried hard enough, you could find it. Uh, for for a reasonable price, um, shout out to whiskeygoals.com. Check it out. Um, but thanks again to Buffalo Trace. Really excited to drink this today and uh, really excited to see how it tastes with that 101 proof because I've yet to have the 101 proof releases yet. So um, let's pour it up. Yes, let's do it. It's sad to see the last bit of our liquid leaving. Yeah, but dude, it's been so awesome. Like, it this has, has made. It really has made my year really like this is one of the highlights of my yeah. year for sure so Ooh. i'm stoked that um i forgot everything that i was gonna say what, what was the proof on this again uh 101 101 wow this is just this is just your apple pie apples it's just perfect perfect bourbon like nothing else to it just perfect bourbon yeah i am Ooh, there's like a finish to the nose here at first i was like smells a lot like mashville number one you know that apples um nice bit of uh, vanilla and caramel there um but there was i it had this fruitiness to the very end of oh this is kind of this is kind of reminded me of uh some of my favorites thus far. Yeah, for sure. Um, like that fruitiness. Um, it's almost like a... I, let me let me sniff it again. Yeah, to me it's just... I mean, there's a little bit of like a, a berry to it, but it's like, it's just yeah, caramel that's, and Yeah, that's what I'm leaning like, towards. Like a really sweet mm. baking apple. Um, it's perfect. It's like the perfect nose for a bourbon. And it's mellow. Like mm. it's not like super, It's you know, it's not hot on the nose at all. It's just perfect. All right, I'm gonna go for mm-hmm. I'm gonna go for a drink here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is really complex. I would say. You know, at first I I'm reminded of standard Eagle Rare, uh, which is always good. Um in fact, it's, I might even lean, it's always nine status, like low nine status is a Eagle Rare 10. Like, I just think that bottle is fantastic. You never go wrong with that. Um, starts out like that. Um, and then it's just like, it's more developed in flavor. It is, uh, it, you know, with seven more years, it adds a lot to the flavor. Um, the crazy thing is, so far, as far as I've drinking it, drank it, it, um, I prefer the 2015 release. Uh, that was a lot more just silky and just caramel okay. and <clears throat> apple, like dripping off your tongue. Um, but this is good. This is really good. This is nine status for sure. Uh-huh. Um, but I got that was only one sip, so I really want to get a better so, idea. So to me, it's just 
like you say, velvety. This is velvety to me. This mm. is like, mm-hmm. this is like your emotional toddler, just tired, breaking down, needs reassuring, comes in for a hug, and it takes them a second yeah. to calm down. But once you hold them for a little bit, they go, "I'm okay, I'm okay," and that's what this is. It does. Mm. It, it's very subtle. And it takes a little while for to really show up on the palate, um, but then it just reaches this perfect mellow, like it's just very smooth and silky. It's smooth, cool, um, but silky is a great way to say it. Where it just yeah. it just hits the palate perfect, and then just more it can linger there, and it just it's good. Yeah. It's got a nice warmth with it, um, and like I get more vanilla on the palate than I was on the nose. Um, but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not a big vanilla guy, but va- the vanilla on the palate is delicious. Yeah. No, you're right. And the finish and like just the linger beyond even just the aftertaste and the finish. Mm-hmm. It's just like I could I could go about my day for another 15 minutes and still taste it, yeah. which is pretty aw- And it tastes great. Oh, um, great. I do notice the 101 proof. Um, as opposed to, you know, the previous releases I've had at 90 proof, there's something of mellowed and, um, much more tame about the 90 proofer. This one has a little, I mean, like a 101 proof is, is, you know, coming at you a little more than a 90 proof. I mean, it just makes sense. Um, but my mouth is, yeah, just, just loving it. Um, How do you feel about the oakiness? Yeah. It's it's not overpowered at all. Okay. Um, I would say um, I feel like the oakiness is so well balanced with the cut to one hundred one proof. Okay. You know, with a seventeen year, you could risk oakiness for sure, but this isn't too oaky to me. I don't know about you. No, to me, I mean, oaky is not a huge problem for me. I know it can be for you. To mm-hmm. me, I can I can actually I don't usually pick up oakiness, uh, but I'm getting it off of this. But I like it, so that's why I was curious what you thought because it can be overpowering to you sometimes. Yeah, no, this is good. I'm going to drop a little drop of water. Wait, no, before I do that, it's hard to it's hard to pour water in this. Um, but I'm going to do it for sure. But I'm not going to add Coke to it, flat Coke to it. Seriously. That's for sure. That's only an idiot would do that. Um, <laughs> so I dropped my water. And, it, I mean, it's like typical. It's a little more vapory. Um Mm-hmm. It takes some of the nuance out of it for sure on the palate. Like it's just, mm-hmm. yeah. I, it like the first one was like it just slowly spread. It was perfect. It was nice and warm and cozy. Um, mm-hmm. And with the water, it just hit kind of hard, which is is not a bad thing. Um, I'm not getting any bitterness. It's definitely got a lingering um, flavor to it. But it just kind of it it just everything kind of hit at once, and it's not as satisfying. I would say. Um, but it's still good. Still got some of the apples, some of the vanilla, that sort of stuff. Still a really good bourbon with a little bit of water in it, though, for sure. Uh, oh. I'm getting the nose with the um, water. Yeah, um, what are you getting off of it? Tiny bit of strawberries. Mm. Okay. Um, yeah, it's it's the little um, lighter, and the strawberries aren't the bitter kind. It's they're well ripened strawberries. <laughs> Um, you know, there's a difference you know, when you get like a really that, unripe strawberry, yeah, it's a little bitter. That reminds me, um, Hey guys, while you're at it, check out Cole's new podcast about strawberries. Mm-hmm. The perfect strawberries. Cole will tell you about them. Yeah. Strawberry rhubarb pie. I'm not a big rhubarb fan. Uh, you're right. Oh, anyway. We're not even in the pie. Yeah. Mm. I guess it's all right. Cause you don't really have a strawberry pie and I love strawberries. Do you have to have the rhubarb? I like the little bitterness that the rhubarb would bring. Yeah. Okay. Like, not bitterness, but like tartness. Tartness is a better gotcha. word. Gotcha. Okay, anyway, back to the whiskey. Yeah. You were saying what? Yeah. Uh, I agree with you. Uh, it's more spread out, but um, let me get one more sip, actually. This is more reminding me of the 90 proof, which makes sense. You know, we've uh, we've cut it a little bit with water. Mm-hmm. See, I was saying the opposite. To me, it wasn't spread out. To me, this one kind of hit fast, and then it just didn't really kind of dropped off after that but the first one just kind of was like slow and lingering and spread out uh better 
in a more satisfying way. Just like, uh, what's the one? IW Harper 15? Mm-hmm. Like, that's really good. Like, older, but like 90 proof. Yeah. It's good stuff. I think it's 90 proof. It's like between 80 and 90, I want to say, is the uh, IW Harper 15. But yeah, I guess it's time for that bus driver to drop that cube. My bus driver done drop it. There we go. I'm going to put it right in front of the mic. Ooh, <laughs> you were a straight so shot fancy. right to the right to the the whiskey, weren't you? Yep. I tried to go like off the it glass like a little bit, a little Kobe. ASMR to it. Kobe. Oh, nice. So I never really cared for Kobe Bryant too much. I don't know. Whoa. Yeah, I know. He he went to my rival high school growing up. Oh, that's right. Because he's from well, he was from France, and then he he grew up in Philadelphia. Oh, he was. Yeah, he was born in France. His dad played international basketball over there. And then French dressing. French fries. <laughs> Better off That's dead. a good movie. It is. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I so I owned a pair of Ooh. Kobe 8s his second season. And then after that. Oh, cool. Yeah. When I played my senior year. But uh, after that, I never was not too big of a fan. I didn't like the Lakers. Wait, he was only two seasons in when he had shoes named after him? Uh, I'm pretty sure he had them his first year. Maybe it was his first year. Whoa! Yeah, you know, no, that's he impressive. Was a, he was a big deal right off the right off the gate. So, anyway, wow. I mean, he was he right out of high school, basically. So I kind of like the nose on the uh, with the ice here. It's Me better too. than the water really for sure. The vapor's mm-hmm. not there. It's a little more. It's definitely not as strong as the as neat to be expected. But it's got it's got a nice little appley kind of nose to it here. It didn't kill it, yeah. which is nice. Mm-hmm. Vanilla. I like stamina. the palate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The mouthfeel is pretty good. It's it's more of a, a like a honey viscous. Um, not like 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 I said. I think it was last episode. Like the it's when you you put some honey like on your tongue and it like gets less viscous. It's kind of that mi- middle in between. Um, I appreciate it. I think I like the or the water pour the most. Um. But there's there's like maybe not bitterness, but there's a there's like this back background like almost bitterness um, to it. Let me take another sip. What do you think? Um, it's definitely good. It's uh, mm-hmm. and there's a slight bitterness towards the end with the ice. Um, it's definitely not as good as the neat for sure. I like the neat is like a perfect bourbon. Um, yeah. The ice it, it hits kind of fast and it ling- and like there's definitely a little bit of lingering of the palate there but it's it definitely hits some bitter notes not a lot but some so yeah no for sure yeah. no it, it's definitely not in the ice pour it's definitely not nine range um but it's good it's eight range yeah. for the ice pour but so yeah. so do you have a i mean what's your so cole this is a big deal to you what is your mm-hmm. overall rating um, this one's going to make a 9.2. Um, it is a great bourbon. It's nine status, which means it kind of blew my mind in a small amount. Um, you know, that, that, that complexity of age really shows up, uh, with this one, especially with the neat and water pour. Um, but I think I still prefer, and I was leaning towards like a 9.3, but I, I brought it down a tiny bit because um, the 17 year I had from 2015 definitely beats this. Um, <clears throat> just just more just more caramely on that one, more fruity, just more appley. Um, yeah, the notes I get from this are good, and they're they're really good. Um, but if I at this point, if I were to ask Santa for <laughs> a, any antique collection bottle, it would probably be Sazerac 18. Okay. I loved the stag. And you know, what what would I do for an Eagle Warrior 7? I would do a lot for this bottle. It would be great. It would be amazing to have on my shelf again and just kind of show it off a lot. Um, but if I really only got one bottle, I think I'd want Sazerac 18 this year. 100% agree. That's that's my whole story. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Even the 9.2? Um, I don't know. I don't know. 
Because you know, Cole, I, I kind of feel like we haven't really done this review justice yet, to be honest. Because guess what, Cole? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's that? No. Yes. <laughs> oh, I thought about maybe you'd do this. Oh, 110%. So. <laughs> Every time we sip Eagle Red 17, we'll have to put it with Coke. It's not a flat one. Well, let me know how it tastes. It was freshly Yeah, open. that's better than last time. What do you think? How much did you pour? In fact, Cole, I didn't drink any of this neat iced or what or uh, with water. <laughs> I was faking it's, the whole the thing. The whole samples in this whiskey. Yeah, the whole Coke, two ounces you got. Yeah, it's okay. No, um, it's a it's a whiskey and Coke, and yeah. it didn't really bring up my opinion of the Eagle Rare at all. It wasn't flat, and uh, but no, I I just added the kind of the, the dregs of my. Uh, the my uh-huh. my iced and my watered, and I still have a little bit left of neat, which I think I'm gonna I'm gonna finish up here after we do uh, whiskey rule news. But I think overall I'm I'm right with you. I'm probably like a nine point three on this. One hundred and ten percent agree. Um, from the antique collection this year, I'm gonna go uh, Saz eighteen, Stag, and then Eagle Rare. Now that being said, mm-hmm. I have a bottle of Stag on the shelf from last year, so uh, it would be cool, yeah. you know, spread that get some of the other ones. So I think I would probably do Saz. And then I'll probably get a couple family members to do some Eagle Rare and then see if I can get a stag after that. So that's kind of the way I'm going. But yeah, about 9.3. Really good bourbon. Really good. Excuse me. Carbonation from that Coke is killing me. I even, I, I, I texted Adam right before I was doing this too. And he's like, uh-huh. does Cole know you're going to do it? <laughs> I was like, nope, just uh-huh. <laughs> So that's funny. Yeah. I had to, had to talk to somebody until Adam I was going to do it. But, uh, anyway, that's, I love it. That's kind of where I'm at. So, uh, Oh man, um, Cole. I, uh, oh, I forgot to mention one thing. Uh, the, uh, retail price is a hundred bucks. But I typically see it on the secondary market for over twelve hundred dollars, especially because of the rarity of it being a one hundred one proof these days. And you know, it's seventeen years, so there isn't as much. Um, But yeah, it's it's very expensive on the secondary market. So okay, what were you gonna say? No, I'm just sad. That's the end of our antique collection series. So yeah, I gotta wait another what forty? You said forty two weeks, math man. Forty five ish. Forty five. Well, that's that's even worse I mean, than 47, I thought. I mean, forty seven theoretically. Yeah, <laughs> theoretically. Yeah, um, I was just rounding. I literally can't wait, Cole. I literally can't wait either. <laughs> so, is it time for uh, our next segment of the show, Whiskey World News? It's time for Whiskey World News. The part of the show where we read an article and we talk about it. Uh, we didn't write it. We're just reading it. And this one comes from thedailymeal.com. Uh, it's written by Diamond Bridges. Boy, that's got to be a, a, nice. what is it, a pin name. Is that what they call it? That's like Lou Diamond Phillips. Yeah. Um, but it's called How to Make... It's like that guy was meant to be a cowboy. Sorry, go on. Is he a cowboy, though? Lou Diamond Phillips? No, Lou Diamond... I mean, like he was in like a few cowboy movies, sure. But like... Diamond Bridges is like straight up cowboy. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Anyway, this is titled, How to Make a Hot Toddy with Rye Whiskey. Once the weather begins to become cooler, the leaves start to change color. You know fall has arrived. It might be too chilly to enjoy a frozen dessert or other cold delights that you tend to fancy when summer is around. But that's where warm foods and drinks come in. If you're looking for the perfect cocktail to enjoy during the fall, look no further than a classic hot toddy. This hot toddy is easy enough for you to make at home in about five minutes. It's a perfect drink if you, if you're snowed in or you just want to make, be wrapped in blankets, streaming a happy show on Netflix with a cup of something warm. Uh, all you need to do to make this cocktail is boil some cinnamon sticks in water, combine the cinnamon water along with other ingredients, uh, and close the pop-up ad that just popped up. Um, combine the cinnamon uh-huh. along with the other ingredients in the mug, mix them together, and garnish with a lemon wedge. Then you've got a great drink that will keep you warm and toasty. It's among the best cocktails nice. that are festive for the holiday season. So, Cole, i got to ask you, uh, you ever drink hot toddies? I've never had one, never made one. I didn't even know what it took to make one, to be honest. Oh, man. So they say, wait, boil some cinnamon sticks, and then what else? So you need three ounces of boiling water, which is not a lot of water, and you throw in a cinnamon stick. You need half an ounce of lemon juice, one and a half ounces of rye, 
and Done. and then th- lemon. No, no, you oh, three quarter that. ounces of honey simple syrup. So it's gonna oh, be, it's, there we go. It's gonna three be, quarter ounces. Got it's it. gonna be kind of sweet, but I'm like, I've never had a hot toddy myself either. I'm like, yeah, I might it, have. To it's do apparently it. the drunk person's uh, uh, like cold remedy. Yeah. That's yeah. That's yeah. what I think of when I think of hot toddy. Is I don't know, it's got to be in some. Sort if you're of not addicted to uh, cough syrup, then oh, go with a hot toddy. Syrup. Yeah, 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 yeah. What were you saying? Nothing. I didn't say anything about crystal meth being a good nothing, remedy nothing. for a cold. Yeah, nothing. <laughs> I wasn't being. Yeah, no. Um, no, yeah. I'm uh, so I'm not opposed to it. I'm like I might I might. This sounds mm-hmm. kind of good. I don't know. It might be something that the wife might like as well. So yeah, I don't know. I just think no. I think uh, go ahead. I was at I I worked at the bar that I worked at and when I was being trained it was like literally we cl- <laughs> dang it it was 1 a.m. it was probably 1:30 and we close at 2 and this woman walks in with her boyfriend and she's like can you make me a hot toddy and uh and by the guy that was training me is like why are they walking in at this part of the night like <laughs> No one walks in at 1 a.m. or 1.30 when we close it to. And he was like a little annoyed by it. Uh, but he didn't have uh, lemon juice. No, no, he didn't have cinnamon is what it was. So he made her instead a hot buttered rum, which sounds a little more appealing sometimes to me than a hot toddy. But I'm willing to try it for sure. See, to me, I'm like a hot toddy. That's what I think I'm going to call my wife when she gets a little older. Because I think it's like old ladies drink. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, it just seems to me like it's a grandma's yeah. kind of drink. And I'm going to call my wife, hot toddy. Hey, toddy. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, I'm going to uh, I'm gonna I always one. joke with Heather that, like, um, you know those, like, really cheesy things you can, like, call your wife? Especially in front of other people. Mm-hmm. You're like, what a hot toddy over there. Heather and I always joke that, like, as if she were walking away and I'm hanging out with my friends. And I'd be like, meow. <laughs> <laughs> Just like the most awkward thing to say, meow? like in that situation. I don't know. Yeah, like like meow, you know, like oh, meow. Gotcha. gotcha. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'm a, next time I, you know, I'm feeling a little romantic, <laughs> I might look at Chelsea and say, "Can I get a tip of that toddy?" Hmm. Um, uh, she'd be like, "Wow, you know how to treat a woman, right?" Yeah. No. Anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> that's all no, I got. That's great. It's not the best that's, whiskey world news, but you know what? I, I, no, I, I saw it and I was like, I've never had a hot toddy, and uh, I don't know anyone else drinking hot toddies other than grandmas. But I'm like, yeah, maybe it's time up. to make a comeback. So, and then uh, listeners, we need your help. Uh, we are going to mix up whiskey world news in the future. Maybe not every episode will have whiskey world news because there's only so much you can write in the whiskey world about whiskey. Uh, not meaning that there's not new things out there. It's just like maybe not every week. Uh, so maybe you could help us figure out different segments to replace certain weeks of Whiskey World News with. So yeah, we're all ears. Hit us up on uh, Instagram, especially, or email us at chillfilteredpodcast at gmail.com. Um, but yeah, I guess now it's time for what whiskey would you choose? So how did we do last week? Oh boy, gosh, I wasn't. I think you beat me pretty bad. I did. I did get you. I think more people have had yeah. two bar, have heard of two bar than yeah, uh, than Woody Creek. Woody Creek. Um, but mm. anyway, yeah. So I got you seventy-eight to twenty-two percent. Um, nice. Not you know. Here's a listeners. I you know, this is the one time I'm going to chastise you. I am disappointed. I am disappointed in you, listeners, because I was all looking forward to this week's what whiskey would you choose i thought we'd get a lot more write-ins and i'd be like i gotta try this i gotta try that we didn't get as many as i would have liked but i'm sure we got good ones so anyway uh burb manager jay henry and sons have you ever had that you know what that is yeah it's a wisconsin um brand out of uh like not menominee it might be menominee yeah okay yeah, and then uh, Joel and M09 went, said, basically every distillery in Tassie is a small craft distillery, exclamation point. Nice. At the moment, Hobart Whiskey. You ever had Hobart Whiskey? Nice. From Tasmania? Yeah, no. You, no, you ever been to Tasmania? Okay. Wait, you, didn't we talk about Hobart something? No. I, I think it's something else. Go on. Doesn't sound familiar. And then uh, B underscore side. You mean the down under, down under? <laughs> <laughs> No, go ahead. B side, or what would you say? B underscore side. That's Bryce Morita, correct? Yeah. Correct. Yeah, that is. Uh, he just went with New Riff or Silverback, and I'm like, 
Nice. Yeah, both are great. Uh, we've had both. And yeah. I yeah, we have another new riff on the shelf. We got to try here. Soon, we do. Too. It's the bourbon. The, we've oh. had the rye. See, okay, yeah. I'm already excited again now because I started thinking about mm-hmm. all the other samples we have that are ready to roll. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. uh, Arizona Bourbon Hunter went with a uh, smoke wagon. Does that still count? Ha ha. So I feel like it still counts because it's it's not that big a distillery yet. But it's getting big. And they source, but yeah, who cares at this point? They got good stuff. And we actually have their uncut, unfiltered on the lineup. So we'll eventually get to that too. Nice. Yeah. Sounds good. All right, Cole. So do you have a do you have a what whiskey would you choose for us this week? I do. This one's a little random. It's not a, it's not related to anything we've really talked about today. Um, but here is your scenario this week, Robbie and listeners. Um it, what is your lumberjack whiskey? And what I mean by that is like, if you were a lumberjack, kind of like a tough guy, you know, you might have a beard and a beanie and you might cut wood. Um, you might not, but you might. Um, <laughs> you know, you live out in the woods and you, you built your log cabin on your own. What is your whiskey of choice if you're a lumberjack you just made that the most ambiguous definition of a lumberjack ever i kind of did yeah (laughs) well at least they cut wood that's like number one right so and i think i've mentioned it before oh gosh what is the name of the the youtube channel that i watch all the time it's awesome guy in ontario i believe oh nice um, uh it's called myself you see like that guy like makes his own stuff yeah my self-reliance it's an awesome youtube channel oh, cool. it's great background I've for the work that. Yeah. yeah like I, I do work in my classroom i just put it on the background it's a guy just chopping wood making his own log cabin nice. kind of stuff um so my lumberjack whiskey uh, and I think it's tempting to go with something like cask because you want something like oh, it's more manly, right? But I'm going to go more northern. Yeah. I'm just going northern. I'm going to go with Lot 40 Standard. Um, I like that. Sorry, I got the burps. Jeez. Was that a burp? Yeah. yeah. With all, all that coking, yeah. A little bit of cokey. Um, Okie dokie. Um, but yeah, so I'm going to go <laughs> Lot 40 Standard. Awesome rye. It's got perfect spice for being out in the in the woods. Uh, it's reasonably priced where you don't mind sharing it with all your lumberjack friends. And uh, there you go. That's what I'm going with. What do you got, Cole? What's your lumberjack whiskey? Uh, this is a hard one. Basically because you don't know how to define lumberjack. I get that. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, they wear a beanie. They got a beard. They got a beardy um, and a bean. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Dang it. Um. I guess the first thing that came to my mind was Michter's uh, Toasted Barrel. Okay. Um, which, actually, we will also have on the podcast soon. We have that lined up, is the uh, Michter's Toasted Barrel Bourbon, specifically the 2014 release. So, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with that. Okay. Um, here's why. Here's why. Because sometimes lumberjacks are sensitive. <laughs> And that's a that's a sensitive uh, bourbon. I think I'm throwing this whole what was could you choose off, but um, no, it's like it, that. Oh my goodness! Talk about like talk about a bourbon that has everything you're looking for in a bourbon and more, and not even more, just amplified. Wait, like it's like wait, perfect bourbon. Did you say lum- what's your lumberjack bourbon or lumberjack whiskey? No whiskey in general. Yeah. Okay. All right. Just make sure. No, you know what? I'm going to change it all because this, that didn't fit as much. If I'm going to be a lumberjack and I'm going to be a, a whiskey, I'm actually going to leave the bourbon realm, okay. leave the American whiskey realm, and I'm going to get uh, just Talisker Storm. I feel like that's ah, gritty okay. and beardly. Oh, cool. See, I, I kind of, I, to me, that's more of a Siemens kind of whiskey. Say what? <laughs> That's a sailor's whiskey, but you know what? If it's that, yeah, there you go. That's your lumberjack whiskey. That's okay. I'm yeah, lumberjack, and that's sure. okay. No, and that's all right. I chop all day. Is that a song? Sleep. It's a Monty Python thing. Gosh, oh, I don't know how to just be a lumberjack. In. Yeah, it's. I'm nice. a lumberjack, and that's okay. I sleep all night. Is this the I same like thing where it talks about the trucker who like wears women's clothes? I, it's I don't know if it's, a, it's something like that. Yeah, it definitely takes a turn. Yeah, yeah. money. I got to look that up now. That just came in my head. I just had memories That's of laying sweet. on the couch and not wanting to watch Monty Python with my dad and hearing that. There you go. 
Uh-huh. All right. He's like, you better sit down and watch this boy, and you better laugh. <laughs> no, it was just, this is what's on. If you don't like it, go somewhere else, because there's one TV uh, in the I house. I gotcha. <laughs> That's great. Uh, I guess I got a different picture of your dad there. Oh, he definitely could be like that, but it was, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. No, All that's right, funny. Man. Okay, well, so you, um, you, what, yeah. what, what did you choose again? Talisker? Tal- Talisker Storm. Perfect. So uh, maybe we should pick two bourbons that we'll drink or that we'll fight next week. Oh, yes. I know what one I'm picking. What are you picking? Uh, Bluebird. I've been dying to get the Bluebird single malt. Yeah. I'm going to put that up against a, a challenge that might people might go with yours. Um, I'm going to put up the, uh, what is it, the uh, Tullamore Dew Cider Cask. Okay. Let's do that because right. I feel like people will vote for Bluebird Single Malt now. And if they don't, shame on them. No, but do whatever you want, people. <laughs> this is on you. So, yeah, but that should be fun. It should be. But, I, okay, so I've been dying. I really hope we do get Bluebird because I've been dying to try that one. Uh, but I will yeah, say I the last good. time we did Tillamore Dew, it was surprisingly really good. So, you never know. Some of those fast food oh. whiskeys can be uh, surprising. Oh, for sure. And then one other thing, we might actually put that off a week because, like I said, next week I am going over to Whiskey Del Bach Distillery oh. in Tucson, Arizona, and I'm going to be doing an interview with their uh, head distiller and mm-hmm. the owner, uh, Stephen Paul and Veronica Townsend. Uh, so, uh, in that, not in that order, their head distiller is Veronica Townsend and the owner is Stephen Paul. Um, so jealous. And. Yeah, it should be super good. I'm really looking forward to just talking to them about you know what it, what went into their background and what went into their whiskey. Uh, so keep that. It might be next week's episode, next Monday's episode, but it might not. I'm so, thinking it's going to um, be the week after because I have parent teacher conference. It very well might be the week after that. And yeah, that way I, I don't. Yeah. No, that sounds good to me. So let's just stick um, with, with with the the duel this week. Yeah, that sounds good to me. Okay. Okay. Cool. All right. That cool. Should be good. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Cole, yeah. you know what? I hope you have a great time when you get to go to that distillery. It should be, and I, I, I hope you miss me so much because I really hope that I can somehow get down there, but I really don't think I will. But I hope you have fun, Cole. Wait, that's on the table? No, it's not. <laughs> That'd be killer. <laughs> that would be yeah. awesome. Well, I'd anyway, be so jealous. <laughs> I hope that you have a great, uh, what is it? Um, after this record, after this is released, I hope you have a great Halloween with uh, your daughters. Oh, cool! I hope I do too. But most of all, listeners, I hope our love of spirits lifted yours. <laughs> <laughs>